Legacy Through Motherhood podcast. This is Stephanie, your host. And if you are new here, welcome, welcome. Um, in this podcast, we we rotate between five main topics, faith, finances, health, marriage, and mindset. And y'all, the goal is really just that we work on becoming just 1% better every day in each of those five areas. And I would just believe that the small and seemingly insignificant things compound over time. So by taking extreme ownership of wherever we are in life and then making small consistent changes can drive some serious positive generational change. Okay, so this week our topic is health and I want to talk through an old saying or adage that is said all the time and then I'm going to call BS on the whole thing, okay? So how many times have you heard that time is our most valuable resource because once it's gone, it's gone. And we hear, you know, every day we're here on earth, that's one less day we have to live. Or, you know, there's that picture kind of circling around of an hourglass uh, with sand kind of dripping out of it over a silhouette of, you know, a dad walking with his son or whatever. And it's signifying that our time is always running out. And of course, there is validity to that, right? Like, of course, (laughs) the clock is technically always ticking. But what if I told you there was something even more valuable than time? Because if you had all the time in the world, but you didn't have this, then time wouldn't really matter all that much. And no, it's not money (laughs) or even love, though I'm sure somebody could argue that. It's this. It is energy. Okay, energy is more valuable than time. You could have 10 wonderful years left of your life, but if you didn't have any energy to actually live out those years, what the heck is the point, right? Like if you live your life in a haze of exhaustion where you never have any energy to hold a conversation, You don't have the energy to be present in the moment and are just kind of waiting for the end, (laughs) like my dad used to joke, right? Then is that really living? So I just, before I get into this whole episode, I want to add a disclaimer for anyone who is new to me. Hello. (laughs) And let me scream this from the rooftops. I am not talking about a season of exhaustion, okay? Hello, mother of newborn who is listening right now. And I'm sure you cannot think straight or form complete sentences (laughs) and you probably fall asleep standing because you are exhausted. Um, Or to the woman who is raising teenagers while also taking on, you know, the care of a parent that has increasing medical needs, right? Hello, mom of children who have special needs where you feel like you don't ever get a break. Okay, I could go on. This episode is not to make anyone in these circumstances feel any type of shame, right? You girls are the middle elephant and the rest of us are protective of you and your vulnerable hearts. And so if you don't know what the heck that I just said, I just called y'all a bunch of elephants, okay? So let me tell you a story. And I've told this elephant story in another episode uh, with Selena Frederick, I think. I can't remember what episode it is. It's Fierce Marriage. Anyways, but I'm going to tell it again <laughs> to prove my point even further. 
And just to give credit, I heard Jen Hatmaker tell this story um, on some conference. I can't remember. So kudos to her for passing it on because it has stuck with me so, so much. But basically, out in the wild, when a female elephant is giving birth, other female elephants will back in towards her and create this circle of just, you know, thousands of tons (laughs) of female elephants. And while the female elephant in the middle is giving birth and is at their most vulnerable state, you know, bringing a baby into the world, the other female elephants are blowing their trunks and stomping their feet frantically, basically daring anyone to come and mess with them, right? And here's the deal. We all take turns on the inside of that circle. Like we're all vulnerable at some point in life. We're all weak and just plain exhausted and tired at some point in life. But there are other times where we're the ones on the outside, right? Like we're standing ready and blowing our trunks and stomping our feet in fierce protection of our sisters who are just not in that space right then. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about the importance of protecting our energy in different ways to do that. So hear me, if you are sitting in the middle of a life just exhausted right now, just know that we got you, right? We have no expectations of you than to just be, and that is okay. And so with that said, I'm looking at the women out there who are not necessarily in the middle but are still feeling like you consistently have zero energy. And if this is you, one of two things needs to happen, okay? So if you are not necessarily in the middle knowingly, but you're still feeling like you consistently have zero energy, one of two things need to happen. Number one, girl, you just need to come to grips with the fact that you need to be in the middle, Like you've been strong long enough. You've been stomping your feet and blowing your trunk long enough and it's your turn to rest and we need to be able to discern that. Number two, you might need to have just a come to Jesus moment (laughs) and figure out what is draining your energy. There are things in our everyday life that can be so draining emotionally and mentally and physically. I mean, y'all know this. And if we don't pay attention, we can be running on empty for so, so long. And so if this is you, first, I encourage you to listen to episode 30 of this podcast called Self-Denial Versus Self-Sacrifice. And that really talks about the difference between the two of those things, which I'm not going to get into here. And hint, one is healthy (laughs) and one is not. All right. So couple things. You're either in the middle taking a rest and you know it, okay? You need to be in the middle and you're not. You need to step down and take a rest. Or number two, you know it's really not your time to rest, but you're still feeling exhausted. So if you're in that camp, you're who I'm talking to today, okay? So now I'm going to talk about five things that could be draining your energy that you have control over changing. So remember, we are taking extreme ownership to other people's lives and decisions and you know, whatever else impact our lives, of course, of course. Um, But we just, 
we literally cannot move the needle forward if we don't take extreme ownership and complete ownership of where we're at. When we take complete ownership, then the responsibility to change or do something is in our hands and that is empowering. Okay, so let's go through five things. Okay, number one, how's your diet? Are you living off of caffeine and half-eaten peanut butter and jellies? Because I didn't go and cut it. (laughs) And I'm preaching to the choir here, or that's not the right word. That's not what I was trying to say. Not preaching to the choir. I'm preaching to myself. And if you have listened to all of my episodes, you'll see this theme of a half-eaten peanut butter and jelly because that is like my go-to. Anyways, okay, so you don't need to necessarily go and make like a five-course organic meal or start eating spinach like Popeye, but... Can you take some baby steps today, right? Again, another theme of this podcast is just do 1% better. I'm not asking I'm not asking for a full reboot, okay? That's where we get ourselves in trouble. Like that's where we go way too strong and then we can't finish, okay? So just something small. So for example, start building to drink a half your body weight in water. Now, listen, I'm not a health coach. That's just what I've landed on as far as intake and water goes. Did you know that one of the first side effects of dehydration is fatigue? So if you're feeling exhausted, try to up your water intake. If you are, you know, only drinking, first of all, if you're not drinking anything and you got a coffee and an IV tube in your arm, you know, try what I tried to do when I tried to drink more water is I literally would make myself drink like 10 ounces of water before I ever got my coffee. And so it was kind of an incentive. And we just did a water challenge actually over in the Legacy Through Motherhood community group and it went wonderful. Oh my gosh, went wonderful. Um, And so the theme kind of is that you build. So if you're only drinking, you know, 20 ounces of water a day, build to 30 this week and then build a 40 next week. And then ultimately just try to get up to half your body weight in water or whatever your goal is. Doesn't freaking matter. Okay. Um, okay. Could you, totally different, could you find some seeds or nuts that you like and just munch on them throughout the day? The healthy fats and different seeds and nuts and sunflower seeds and whatever are so, so great for you, especially as a woman. So like, could you drink an extra 10 ounces today and grab some peanuts <laughs> or some, y'all know what's really good? Sunflower seeds. Seriously. Um, sorry, duh. But I mean like without the shell. They're delicious with the shell. I love barbecue. But um, without, like just the seed, like the plain seeds and they're kind of salted, just a handful of those. Anyways, they're spectacular. Also, keep going. I'm just going to keep going down this rabbit hole. If you're not following Dr. Heather Rhodes on Instagram, you need to. She has a whole post on seed cycling and how we can match it up with our cycle to best serve us throughout the month. Okay? That's a whole thing. (laughs) Go check out her Instagram. Okay. Number two, how is your sleep? Are you getting eight hours ish. I know some people are good on five and some people need more, but ish. Are you getting what you should be getting in sleep? And again, mother of an infant, I am not talking to you. <laughs> Quit listening to me now and go grab some sleep. Okay. Go grab some sleep. Good Lord. See the effects still, still linger. <laughs> However many years I got a, what, over two year old and I still have trouble forming complete sentences. Okay. Um, and I also am not, again, talking to any of you who are just in a season of hustle. Or, you know, some extenuating circumstance. Justin, my husband, used to run a Target store. And every year around Black Friday, I swear he slept like 10 hours a week. 
because it was so insane. Like, can you imagine Target around Black Friday? Nuts, right? But for everyone else who is just in like the normal ebb and flow of life and you have the option to sleep, are you? Or are you staying up late watching Netflix or scrolling Facebook every single night? Listen, I'm not dogging on like a late night Grey's binge or (laughs) whatever you watch every once in a while. Sure. Like sometimes we just need to like have a minute by ourselves. So that's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about consistently not sleeping because y'all sleep is such a vital part of us being able to function, obviously. But did you guys know? that they actually use sleep deprivation as a torturing mechanism. Crazy. Plus, all of us who have kids sleeping through the night, let's just honor <laughs> let's just honor the moms who aren't able to sleep through the night because they got little tiny babies. So, let's just take advantage of the fact that we can actually get some sleep, okay? Um okay, number 3. Let's chat about blue light. Excessive blue light which we get from our phones or any kind of screen, can jack up our circadian rhythm, which is just a fancy word for our 24-hour sleep-wake cycle, okay? If you are having trouble sleeping, it could be because of the blue light from our devices late at night. And the blue light suppresses the production of melatonin. Hello. Okay, so this can cause obvious issues of not being able to fall asleep quickly or just, you know, whatever, and so on and so forth. Also, constant input all day, every day increases our cortisol levels, which can be also super draining. So that's a double whammy, okay? Who are my like Enneagram threes where you are doing the laundry with like a book on tape in one ear, a podcast in the other ear while you're watching like John Maxwell do a leadership training? (laughs) (laughs) you know what I mean? Like you're going, you're working out and you're listening to a podcast or a training thing and you're staying up and you're, okay. All of that input, or even if you're somebody just listens to music all day long, like if you constantly have something going in your eyeballs or going in your ears all day long, that increases our cortisol levels, which again, we did, I've done, if you go back and look at Holistically Restored and the uh, Girl Talk with Heather, Dr. Heather Rhodes, we talk about this. And high cortisol is just, it's so detrimental to our hormones and to our, um, our emotions and our libido and just so, so much. So I encourage you that if you are somebody who is constantly getting input, that you just make sure you take a break. I was sometimes, I'm really bad at this, you guys. Um, but sometimes I will set a timer for like, 30 or 40 minutes where I turn my phone down so I can't even see the screen line up, like my computer is off and I just have to unplug and I have to make myself do that because if not, I'd be listening to music or I'd be, you know, whatever. Like I have to intentionally unplug. So I encourage you to do that also. Okay, so number four, let's chat about what we're usually scrolling through. Social media, good Lord. Uh, We are the most connected generation but we are also the most lonely. And I have a question for you. Do you have boundaries when it comes to social media? And I'm not even talking about a time boundary where, you know, I only want to be on it for an hour a day or two hours or whatever. I'm talking about the type of people you are following. We all know, you know, social media is a bunch of highlight reels for the most part, but have you taken a step back recently 
especially in the time we are living in at the moment, which is the summer of 2020, for all of you guys listening later, it is like crippled with the pandemic and politics right now. Anyways, I just want to give you permission to hit the unfollow button left and right for two different types of people. I'm going to talk about them real quick. Person one that I want you to unfollow is anyone who is toxic on your friends list. Even if you aren't physically hanging out with them, they drain your energy. And you know the ones, the ones where every time they post, you write a response and then like erase it and then rewrite it and erase it and then you just realize it's not worth it. Or the ones where before you even begin to read their post, you already know, right? Like you already know it's going to be something ridiculous. That person, yeah, girl, go unfollow them or snooze them for 30 days. They are more toxic to your life and your energy than you realize. And the second person I want to encourage you to stop following are people who make you feel inadequate or not good enough. And I don't mean like mean girls. (laughs) I mean your role models that you look up to. And they have social media accounts leaving you feeling unproductive, insecure about your looks or your motherhood, or like you need to fix something about yourself every single time you see their post, okay? Now, this is different than following someone you admire that posts things that motivate you and encourage you and spur you on. That's great, right? To to feel like that little bit of a nudge to just like be a better version of ourself, that's great. But you need to really kind of have a moment of um, reflection to figure out how you're actually feeling because I have both. I have people who I look up to and I admire, but I find myself like spiraling in comparison every time their feed pops up and I have to unfollow them. But I've also had people that I admire where I just feel encouraged and empowered from their messages and so I continue to follow them. Like we have to realize that just because we're intrigued by someone famous or, you know, an influencer doesn't mean they're influencing us positively. Okay. Okay. So number five, lastly, we have got to protect our energy when it comes to the literal people in our life not just social media. So like, you know, the ones there are people that are givers of energy and there are people who are suckers of energy (laughs) and on any given day or in our respective relationships, we could honestly, like real talk, we could personally fall under both of those categories. We have all been givers of energy and takers. (laughs) It's just human nature. But if you find yourself like being drained by someone constantly it's okay to put boundaries up. And if it's a friend, then maybe it's time for that friendship to come to an end, you know? Like if it's a friend who is just always around because maybe you run in the same circles, then it's okay to not always engage with them in a group setting. You don't have to be rude, but there's a way to do that and be classy about it. I mean, if it's a family member, oh girl, (laughs) you still have the right to put up boundaries. Now, Some people will argue this and say family is family and whatever, but I will just say toxic is toxic. So it is what it is, right? And you need to, again, protect your energy. Why? Because your energy is more valuable than time. 
And no one is saying be rude, although you may need to be pretty firm depending on, you know, the relationship or the level of toxicness and the personalities involved. But typically, an appropriate distance can be made even between family just to protect you. I personally have someone in my family who I love dearly, but I have to put a healthy boundary up between us. I literally cannot, you guys, talk to this person or about this person for more than 15 minutes without it ending in tears. Because let's just say life, right? And the way it is sometimes. And I don't talk to this person a ton. And I'm very cautious on the phone with them. And I used to not have a boundary there. And y'all, I spiraled and landed my butt in counseling over it. So now I can engage with this person. I can love this person. um, But it just has to be controlled. And these boundaries are needed so that I can be emotionally, physically, and mentally present for my husband and my children and not be sucked into just deep, deep sadness on the regular with this situation, okay? So to wrap it up, let me just um, recap really quickly the five things that I just talked about. So if you are someone who is not in the middle, you are somebody who doesn't need to be in the middle and you're, you know, denying it. But if you're somebody that is not in a season of rest and does not need to be, but you're still struggling with your energy, number one, um, how's your diet? What can you add today? 10 ounces of water and a handful of peanuts? Great. (laughs) How's your sleep? Can you get, can you go to bed? Can you maybe just set a bedtime or can you go to bed an hour earlier? Okay. Number three, blue light. Excessive blue light, you guys, increases, or I'm sorry, decreases our melatonin, which makes it harder to sleep. So that doesn't help with number two. Um, Number four, social media. Are there people that you admire and intrigue you, but they're constantly making you second guess yourself or feel like you're not good enough? Unfollow them. Okay, that's affecting you more than you know. And five, uh, literal people in your life, your family members, your friends, uh, do you need to put a boundary up? there. It is okay to do that. Again, you don't have to be rude about it, right? But it's okay to protect yourself and your family and your mind and your heart. So to wrap it up for real, I think I just said that. Um, If you are the elephant in the middle, just hang tight. Like no one is holding you to any expectations other than whatever the next step is for you. For the rest of us, one of two things needs to happen if you are living in constant exhaustion. One, like I said again, realize you need to be in the middle and rest. And number two, you might need to have a little bit of an awakening and start just making small changes to take your energy back. And so we may never be the, you know, bouncing off the walls 17-year-olds again. I literally, you guys, have a post. (laughs) It pops up in my news feed, you know, like, like in your, what is it, memories or whatever on Facebook. And it's from when I was probably 17 or 18. And let me just tell you what it says, because I want to go back in time and slap myself. It literally says, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do with myself. I have so much energy. I can't even handle it. And then I basically like assault the keyboard and it's like JQ, X, Q, 9, 12, 13, whatever. Like it's literally just like I just crashed the keyboard with my fingers. 
how annoying, right? Anyways, we may never be that 17-year-old spunky self again, but that doesn't mean we can't live a life where we aren't counting down the minutes until we get to go to sleep again. It doesn't mean that we can't live a life where we have energy to go play outside with our kids, some. (laughs) It doesn't mean we can't live a life where we are emotionally and mentally and physically present for the ones that we love the most, at least the majority of the time. So I encourage you today to figure out, A, where you are. Are you in a season of rest? Do you need a season of rest? Or do you need to, you know, slap some water on your face and start making some small, 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 small daily choices to protect and regain your energy again so that you can show up as your best self for yourself and anyone else that you want to experience the best version of you. And no matter where you fall on this spectrum, I want to remind you that you yourself are already enough. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast episode, make sure you subscribe to the Legacy Through Motherhood podcast and tag me on social media at legacy underscore through underscore motherhood on Instagram and just Legacy Through Motherhood on Facebook. I love to hear your feedback and that you guys are listening. And join me next week as we dive into the topic of marriage. I am so excited to walk this journey with you and to help you find your grit while completely covering you in grace. Grace.